toxicology. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time now for the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard The Bones Walk from the Ultra 5 1989 from Mr. Garager's Neighborhood, put out by the best Canadian fanzine ever, What Wave Fanzine. Today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Classified and rapper Paul Wall. Of course, Classified is a rapper too. From the Howltown projects of Halifax. So, to start the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, after the MC5-ish, Ultra 5-ish rock and roll shaker fiends odes, we have MCJ and Cool G, the first hip-hoppers signed out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. In fact, the only hip-hoppers signed from Halifax, Nova Scotia to a major label, at least at that time, the very, very first. MCJ and Cool G, and in an interview with Classified from Halifax on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show.
I am classified. Classified? Who'd you have beside you? Jordan Croucher. What's up? Classified, how many albums do you have? So far, 11. How many albums do you have, Jordan? I have one coming out on July 17th. Classified, how many videos have you done? I could count them all, but I'm going to guesstimate and say 14. Actually, I would like you to count them all and also count all the records off, too, all the albums, because this is pretty impressive, isn't it? All right, the first album's Time's Up, Kid. Well, let's get some years here. Okay, class, okay. let's class, let's the format too. Ninety-five cassette tape. Time's up, kid. Ninety-six cassette tape. One shot. Ninety-seven. What happened? Cassette tape. Ninety-eight. My first CD. Information. Ninety-nine. Now what? EP. Two thousand. Unpredictable. My first distributed CD in Canada. Two thousand one. Union dues. Two thousand three. Trial and error. Another CD. Two thousand five. Boycott in the industry. And two thousand six. Hitchhiking music. Then we can go through the videos. First video was unpredictable. Second, you're dead now. Third, unexpected. Heavy artillery gossip, just the way it is. Fifth element, maritimes, no mistakes, unexplainable hunger. Find out, feeling fine, all about you, and the new one, Hard to Be Hip Hop. Yeah. It's so, hard to be hip hop, man. <laughs> so, adding everything up, classified, how much is that again? How many albums and how many videos? Oh, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, uh, 14. <laughs> I mean, is that some sort of record for Canadian hip hop? I uh, mean, Maestro was talking about this the other day. I think he had more. But yeah. hey, it might be, I don't know, big up the video fact for support my ass for years and help me be able to keep doing this and touring and, and, and making these videos. So. Well, speaking of touring, and Jordan, here you are touring with the Classified. Yes, yes. <laughs> Is this the biggest hip-hop tour Canada has ever seen? Biggest Canadian hip-hop tour ever tour. <laughs> really, though, is it? Please, give me some background. Is it really? I didn't check the books, the Guinness Book of World Records, but I don't know anyone, any other Canadian artist that went out on their own as an independent artist, no major label, nothing, and did 42 dates. So as far as I know, it's the biggest ever. If anyone else knows something, give me an email or something. Is it true, Classified, that you were once banned for wearing a T-shirt that was too long? It is true. You did your homework, eh? What happened there? You had a t-shirt too long. I'm not going to say the name of the club because I already mentioned What, the Attic Club? He did it. He did it. But yeah, we, we were supposed to play there. Actually, the next week, we were playing there on a Saturday. We, we went to this club the, the Saturday before. They wouldn't let me in because my, my shirt was too long. Is that how tough things are in Halifax? Yeah, in the club scene, it's, it's you know it's not easy being hip hop in the club it's, scene. <laughs> the dress code, it's 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 weird because they play a lot of hip hop in this club, and that was our big thing about it. Is they play a lot of hip hop, they try to hit the hip hop audience, but they don't want people coming in who want to wear what they want, whether it's a hoodie. I, like I had a collared shirt on. I don't wear collared shirts. People who know me, I had my nice golf shirt on, and it was long. It wasn't tucked in. He's like, "Yo, you can't come in. Go to the back of the line. Your shirt should be tucked in." So I went and tucked my shirt. I was dressed up. I don't dress up. So I tucked my shirt and went to the end of the line. Tried to be cool about it because I knew the owner of the club and stuff went right to the front of the line he's like nope you're not coming in and i was like why man my shit's tucked in and just being an asshole and i'm like all right cancel the show whatever i'm not trying to be superstar but if you're gonna act like this to the people you're trying to appeal to and have in your club then that's to me is just stupid so what if jordan got into the club dressed like this hell no how short does a shirt have to be? My shirt was actually pretty short, but I'd see with the whole cargo pants, the toque, sneakers, none of that stuff's going to work. So we said no dress code. Anyone can get into what we're doing. That's the, that's the name of his new album, No Dress Codes. July 17th. Half-Life Records. <laughs> so classify, you're not allowed into the hip-hop club that evening. 
that's not a hip-hop club. They play hip-hop music, but that ain't a hip-hop club. Well, you're not allowed into the club yeah. because of your dress. And then next thing you know, a few years later, you're one of Much Music's hottest 20 guys. What do you say, huh? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. But <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's some, that was some good hometown love, I guess you can put it, huh? Jordan, what's it like to tour with? classified one of the 20th hottest guys in Canada. It's fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Now, he mentioned the word hometown love. Class mentioned hometown love. What sort of hometown love is Class getting across this country? Man, everywhere you go, everywhere. It's, well, this is my third tour, fourth tour going on the road, and everywhere we go, the following is there, the people are there, and they're going crazy. So he's getting all the love, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, most importantly, Jordan, does Class share it all? Of course he does, you know? I'm a generous cat. Anyone knows me, I'm generous. It's, you know, I mean, we have a good time on tour, and yeah, like you said, lately people have been coming out you know, supporting the stuff. But this is my fifth time coming across. Every time we come across Canada, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So big up the whole the whole country. So keep coming out and supporting that Canadian hip-hop. And army. And army. <laughs> and classified. Speaking of dressing nice and getting rejected and looking fine, what do you share in common with Miami Vice? Uh... <laughs> What might classified share in common with Miami Vice, Jordan? You might look at it as me being the first artist, and you know he's the, he's a white dude, and I'm the light skinned dude. And that might be the only thing, you know, the, the Miami Vice dudes. Oh, they're, they're, you talking about the movie or the TV show? The show. Well, this Miami Vice, the show, you know. The movie, the show, the movie. Remember that? I don't know what. I don't know. They, you know, they're very nice threads. They have nice threads, don't they? They have nice the suits, I guess. They have very very nice suits, but also they have music composed by. Uh, Am I supposed to notice? Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer did the Miami Vice theme. Yeah, uh, should I know who Jan Hammer is? Hell yeah, you should know about Jan Hammer. You know, man, I'm still learning books. You know, like teach me something. Like who's Jan Hammer? Well, you teach me. Jan Hammer uses the Triton Korg keyboard. Well, that's a that's a smart guy right there. Yeah. So tell me about the Triton Korg. Tell me about the Triton Korg and Jan Hammer now. Tell me. I'm gonna tell you about it. Or tell us. The Korg Triton is played out in hip-hop. Everybody uses that keyboard now, so... Besides Jam Hammer, I'd say 10,000 other producers in hip-hop probably use it now, so... But you used it, too, so you do share something in common with Jan Hammer. Big up the Jam Hammer. But who is he? <laughs> He's the guy that composed the Miami Vice theme. Okay. I didn't know, man. I, you had me feeling like an idiot. I was like, who's Jam Hammer? But... but you've used the Triton Korg before. That's what I was hoping that you'd say. Oh, you know, okay. you'd say it's the best thing ever. Hell of a machine, hell of a machine. I still do use it, but big up to the MPC 2000. That's the hip-hop roots right there. And we, we've been using that thing for like 10, 15 years, and it's still working better than anything. Classified, who were the Celtic rebels? <laughs> you did your homework. That's my, me and my boy from uh, high school, Matt McDougal. We were the Celtic rebels in high school. That was our first rap group. What did you look like in the Celtic Rebels? Like a dirty little white kid from the suburbs with no style, no clothes. Same way now, basically. So we didn't wear kilts and stuff. We should have, though. It would have worked better for the interview, huh? Well, what I was wondering was, a guy from Vancouver, DJ, Cut Corners, he saw you at a Swollen Members gig. I'm not sure if you're performing or not, but your whole crew was there looking real spiffy, like you had the names. Oh, on the... I was Ground Squad. Yeah, can tell me about that, like how spiffy you were looking back then. Let me tell you about this. When we shot my first video, Unpredictable, this guy gave us all vests. They all looked the same, so our whole crew had these vests. And yeah, we just wore them all the time because, I don't know, they looked the same and cool, I guess. So, so here's a guy visiting from Vancouver, he's in Halifax at a Swollen Members gig, and he sees Classified all decked out like that. That was very, he really was impressed to this day. He 
was impressive. Well, big up to him. It's that was even before the classified thing. That was that was a crew of uh, eight of us around Halifax. We we made a lot of noise, put an album out there back in 2000. And Swollen actually came into town. They were supposed to play a different venue that night, and we had a show at this venue, and we let them come do the show there because the venue got closed down that they were supposed to play. So we were just you know giving that Canadian hip hop love. But yeah, it was a fun show. That was way back in the day. I, that's cool that you know about that. Looking fine, and Hallie. I guess so. <laughs> and Hallie. Nova Scotia. Five. Six. Classified and Jordan. Here is a little quote here from Buck 65. Okay, okay. This is from Exclaim Magazine, and he told Exclaim Magazine, quote, What makes Halifax different is that we make records out of fishing line, chicken bones, driftwood, and dog shit. <laughs> Rich will tell you how it is. That's exactly what we do every time. You do it differently in Halifax, don't you? Yeah, you know, you got to use what you got out there, and that's the resources that we have on the maritime, so you got to make it work. Like, you've used accordions. You're not afraid to use the accordion. Accordions, fiddles, violins, flute. I'll use anything that can make it just sound different. You know, something to stand out. With the Maritime song, I had to use the accordion because it's like, yo, we're going to do something about the Maritimes? Let's make it sound like the Maritimes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not one of them cats that's like, I strictly use bass and guitar and some hard drums. I'll try anything. If it sounds good, it sounds good. So, Classified Buck 65 says chicken bones, driftwood, and dog shit and fishing line. Have you used any of that? I used dog shit and fishing line for a couple beats. Other than that, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> classified, here you have Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. Jordan is new school Halifax. What can you say about Jordan? Jordan's... Jordan's gonna be the whole new thing. He's the new thing coming out of Halifax. Yeah. You're the new foundation of Halifax. I guess you could say that. That's the fishing lines and the driftwood and stuff. I swam through some of that shit in the harbor. You know, there's some shit in the harbor. I swam. I don't know about making music. Thank you for trying to connect that. Don't know about making music, but you know. <laughs> now, you're the new foundation. Now, thinking back, what can you tell me about the old foundation of Halifax yeah! hip hop? Look at that. That's what I'm talking that's, about. That's George that's Boy. I'm, right saying. I'm from Uniac Square, Square Town. We so who do we have here? Could you explain Classified? MCJ, Cool G. So listen, the 12-inch. Yeah. That, that was that was huge in Halifax. That was 88, 89, was it? The vinyl. That's crazy. So these guys were influential to Jordan. This is yeah. the foundation. No, can I, can I, th this guy here? MCJ, before I found Jordan two years ago, he was doing a lot of work with him. Like, I still see him around the city. He's around there making music and stuff. So I just talked to him, like, about a month ago. So he's still there, still making good music and stuff. So definitely big up to MCJ and Cool G. This is Halifax Foundation, is it? These guys are signed to a major label way back when. He sold, like, 200,000 records, I think. This is, like, back in 88. No one's done that, you know, besides Maestro. No one's done that in 20 years, so... There's the proof in the board. Because yeah, the video, um, so this, the video right here, this, the video is what really influenced me as a youngster when I came back it to Halifax. It's shot in a square, so it kind of gave me that vision. If the feeling fine video that we shot is kind of, you know, the new generation of that thing, you know what I'm saying? So, which guy were you inspired by? Which guy did you work with? Well, this is MCJ right here, James McQuaid, who's I still actually still talk to him. We still work on some things here and there. But yeah, a couple years ago we started working on a few projects, and hey, you know it's really cool. Can I say a little rumor? I don't know if it's true or not, but someone told me that Cool G is moving to Enfield. So I had really? to say that. Yeah. <laughs> someone told me. I don't know if it's true, but you know Enfield's trying to become the mecca of hip hop in the Maritimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So MCJ and Cool G, they were signed to a major label. Were there any other hip-hop bands signed to a major label after them? After no, them, I would say... Just like you and Buck? No, nah, no, nah, there's Hip Club Groove. 
See, I don't vote hip club groove. I got their Trailer Park Hip Hop. That came out on Murder Records, which is Sloan's record label. And that's what I'd like to ask you about. Trailer Park Hip Hop by Hip Club Groove. Did the Trailer Park Boys rip that off for their name? I don't know if they ripped it off, but they might have been influenced. But Corey's on Trailer Park Boys. You know what I mean? One of the rappers from Trailer Park Hip Hop or Hip Club Groove. So it's. But they paved the way, though. Hip Club Groove, though. Trailer Park Hip Hop before Trailer Park Boys. Hey, they. You know, we we all like to borrow and influence and use each other down there. So it's all good. Corey's involved with it, and did they rip it off? I don't know. You're close to saying yes, aren't you? (laughs) I I guess so, but I guess the only thing you know, Trailer Park, Trailer Park. A lot of Trailer Parks in in uh, down the Maritimes. So. So, Jordan, it's cool that MCJ and Cool G are still rocking it out, but I've heard that some people weren't really turned on by MCJ and Cool G, and there were groups formed reactionary to them. For instance, Joe Run Bombay's Howltown Project. Joe's, Joe's the first guy in Halifax that ever made a beat for me or taught me how to ever use a sampler. So I know that. I know when they first came out, but which is like, you know, I'll speak on it when anybody comes out and is successful and is that guy. You're going to get hated on. It doesn't matter who you are. I get hated on all the time because I'm the spokesperson for maritime hip-hop, whatever. It's going to happen. So I know people who definitely didn't agree with when they came out and thought it wasn't a representation of Halifax, at least in their eyes. But that's just people's opinions, you know what I mean? Everyone's got one. They're going to they're gonna voice it. And if someone gets a little bit light and people are bored and want to go, man, I don't wish those guys weren't the guys representing us, it's going to happen either way. So Who were the Howtown Projects and Joe Run Bombay? A bit of background on that. Joe Run Bombay, Warren Shaw, uh, Buck 65, and Talis. From what I know, that was the main four. And then there was other cats who came off of it, which was like Nathan C., uh, Papa Grand, uh, Universal Soul, Fizz, Voodoo. A lot of cats just in Halifax that were making music and stuff like that. So it was just like a little group. We used to all, you know, record on a four-track, make beats and stuff. And everybody, Buck 65 is doing his thing now. I'm doing my thing. Joe's still making beats. Great music. And yeah, it's, it was a, fa- a good foundation that introduced me to hip-hop in Halifax. When I moved to Halifax, that was the first time I ever even saw hip-hop. So it was amazing for me to come up on that. Did people like each other back then? I heard there was a lot of hate on. There was a lot of beefs. Always. It's hip-hop. There's always beef. But it was, it was you know, take it for what it is. When I first came in there, I was the new kid from out of the city. You know I mean, I know a lot of people that didn't like me when I came in. And now we're really cool. I'm cool with a lot of those guys that never liked me. So it's, you know I mean, always the new guy coming in. People are going to hate on it. It's like, okay, you deal with it and keep moving and worry about yourself. How did Halifax deal with the beefs? Didn't Joe Run put together the original battle? What was the original battle? Didn't he have these battles? Skills into Chi Chi at 1995, May 12th. My first show ever in Halifax, Cafe Ole. The original battle? What was the original battle? I love that name. That's what he calls it, man. That's Joe Run. He'll tell it like it is. But that was like, that for me, that was the original battle. That's the first time I ever saw a rap battle on stage. And I was like, wow. I mean, everyone's there. Buck 65 was in the back. Hip Club Groove was all there. Corey from Hip Club Groove, he battled uh, Skills. One of the, you know, really good freestyle from Halifax. Who won? Were all the beefs settled? No, it wasn't settled. Uh, you can go either way. Corey had some good lines. Skills had some good lines. I think Skills had more of the energy from the crowd. But for me as an MC, Corey hit me with a couple more lines that I felt a little more. But definitely, I think the crowd was more in Skills' favor. Who is Pimp T? Pimp T is like your cousin. <laughs> Do you know Pimp T? 
vaguely. Okay, okay. <laughs> 50 is this dude from New Brunswick. He, he does a lot for hip-hop in Canada. He, he tries to make a lot of connects. He did a lot of college radio stuff, and he's on some next shit on his music. He's on some out-of-this-world stuff. So he's... Did he beat you in a contest at the East Coast Music Awards? Did he defeat Classified? Hell no, I wasn't even nominated that year. I don't Wasn't think. there some beef between Pimp T and Classified Joe Ryan? I don't think so. The shake were done. Sorry, the, the, the shaky caboose, that was, he was nominated that year when he won a... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't but think no, there was, I've never had beef with the guy. I know what am I taking for what he's worth. I know he's just having fun with it. I know a lot of cats who do beef with him. But me, I'm like, yo, it's cool. I did a beat on his last album, but he got a beat off me for uh, for helping me do some publicity. Like, we trade back favors, so I'm, I'm cool with the dude. What was this tune again? He has a great video for it, too, doesn't he? What, Shake Your Caboose? <laughs> the remix and the other four remixes. And then there's the, uh, what's the other one he had? The Pimp T theme. That was, like, his first video, I think. Halifax is really interesting. We have MCJ and Cool G. We have Classified. We have Jordan Croucher. But we also have, did you know, legendary producer Scott Storch was no, born in Halifax. Not true. It's not true. We, are, we actually had this talk. It's actually not Halifax. Halifax it's Halifax, Philadelphia. North Carolina. It's actually a, a city in the States. But everyone thought that, too. It was saying that he was born in Halifax. And someone did some research anyway. And from what I know anyway, he, he, it was, it's a, a city in the States called Halifax. So... No, I don't believe it. He was born in Halifax. You say it, man. Scott Storch, give me a call, man. I'm trying to do some stuff, so if you're born from there... Yeah, can you tell us about... Did he live there? Do you know? I think he was born there just briefly. And remember, you know, Halifax, a lot of army brats and stuff there, aren't there? Uh, I definitely. So could have been some connection. You're right. Could have yeah. been some connection. So if this is true, if Scott Storch... Again, a bit of background on Scott Storch. Get, do you want me to give you some background? Yeah, like, oh, how excited would you be if he really was from Halifax, which he is? What has he worked on? <laughs> Let's give some background to the people. How excited are you going to get? Oh, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> he's, he's done a lot of good beats. He's done 50 Cent. He's did, did uh, Keys for Roots. Me, the big thing is doing stuff with Dre. He, he's been a, a key guy, did a lot of keyboards for Dre and stuff, and Timberland. So he's worked with all the big cats in the industry. But does it make a difference in my life? Not really. He's not going to probably come look for anyone else in Halifax, because if he wanted to, he would have did it by now. Come support where you've been born at if he did it. <laughs> well, maybe it's time to address the camera and get him to Halifax, classified. Uh, nah, we don't need you. We got enough people to do it. What, are you crazy? Come on! Scott Storch, get and work with these guys! Yeah, but I'll take the call, though, man. I need a hook. Up. I need to connect, so I'm just playing. I think it's great. Scott Scorch, MCJ, Cool G, Classified. Jordan Croucher. Hip Club and Groove. Hip Club Groove. And apparently Bubba Sparks Vacations in Halifax. Never knew that. He has some relatives in Nova Scotia. Oh, that's a popular spot. I heard that P.D. Pablo did. I heard P.D. Pablo was down there, who works with Bubba Sparks, but I heard he was actually down there. I heard a crazy story. I'm not even going to get into that, but... Yeah. Well, why don't you get into a classified? Okay, this dude from uh, from down here, said, he said he bumped into this guy at a club in Halifax. And I might have the facts mixed up, but anyway, it was Petey Pablo. They sat that down, had some drinks, and he took Petey Pablo uh, hunting the next day. And they shot a bunch of deer and threw it to Halifax, somewhere in the Maritimes, anyway. And yeah, I guess he loved the place and went hunting and goes down and meets this guy and goes hunting with him a lot and stuff. But I never heard about Bubba Sparks. That's kind of crazy. Where'd you get that one? Where'd you get that information you get? Buck 65 told me. Really? Years ago. I didn't know that. I heard that he might vacation there. That's cool. It's a nice place. You should. Everybody come and visit vacation in the Maritimes. Well, what's interesting, did you know that your good friend, Tom Green, Tom Green, Tom Green, no, not Tom Green, got signed, Organized Rhyme got signed, opening up for... Dream Warriors. When Tom Green played with Organized Rhyme, he got signed opening for the Dream Warriors in... 
Halifax. In Halifax. Organized Rhyme started in Halifax. I didn't know well, that. Well, not really. I mean, they're from Ottawa, but, but they got signed. Deal. I knew that's they got the deal. Isn't that ironic? They get the deal in Halifax. It's happening in Halifax. You know what I mean? You got to go to Halifax to make things happen, I guess. So, But no, that's... I didn't know that. That's, good, can, that's good facts, though, man, because I'm going to use some of that for some songs now. So, thanks. Because a lot of times people are looking at Halifax, there are no deals. How far did you have to go for your deal? Not too far. I had to call him up. I, had to, I just called class and was like, I need some beats, man. I sing, so hook me up. <laughs> no, that's kind of how we first hooked up. I got my own label deal now through EMI, so I went everywhere and still couldn't get a deal, so I just did it myself. And now that's what we're trying to do. We're in Halifax, still living there, still making music, and, yeah, we're getting stuff out. We're using our connections and the Internet and all that good stuff stuff and trying to make it happen classified you know you're really on top of it aren't you sometimes you have been pimping you have been pimping for years haven't you you're not like a johnny come lately are you you've been pimping you have been pimping right here you've been pimping the no not that you've been pimping that you've been pimping the that's the man right there the man the myth the legend Maestro, you have been working with him for years, not only on the most recent CD, but you've worked with him before, haven't you? Definitely, yeah. I worked with him uh, on my Trial and Error album back in 2005. He, he was, uh, I heard he was a fan, called him, gave him a beat, and he came out, did a verse, didn't charge me nothing, just a hip-hop lover, still loving hip-hop, and he was mad cool, and we've been good friends since then. What has he told you about hip-hop in general, some of the old days, some of the old battles he's done? Uh, he's, we kind of, we just talk about, you know, music. He talks about times when he was in the studio with Showbiz. He's actually talked to Showbiz last week, and they're thinking about doing something else again. Showbiz, you know Showbiz is? Showbiz and Finesse from Vancouver. No, uh, close. Showbiz and AG from New York, but they're like uh, New York uh, hip-hop legends and stuff. So he ta- tells me some stories about that, and, you know, just, you know, he, he just tells me a lot about the industry and what he thinks of music and nowadays and how things are and just, you know, what to take things for and keep your head level type thing. He's just, he's a real, real dude. We sit there, we don't just sit there and, you know, like, Maestro, tell me your great story back in 90, you know what I mean? We sit there and talk about what's going on the day, you know, just normal stuff. So he's a really chill dude. It's taught me a lot about the industry. And but he was lucky. He didn't have to come to Halifax to get signed, like organized rhyme, did he? No, no, he did his thing uh, up in Ontario and sold the most Canadian hip-hop records ever, so... Which actually is kind of smart for you to team up with him now, isn't it? It makes sense to me. So now if you break the record, actually it's smart for him. If the record is broken, he's still part of the record, right? Because he's on your record. Exactly, exactly. Some other Canadian hip-hop artists. These are the ones that I want to ask you about right here. I have this right right off here. We have Main Source. Are you a Main Source fan? Definitely am. What can you tell us about, what can you tell us about Main Source? These guys started in Toronto. Yeah, well, actually... Two of them are from Toronto. Montreal, I thought. I thought they were from Montreal. Well, Canadian. Okay, good enough. Yeah, and the large professor, who we actually did a show with a lot too long ago, was from New York. And, you know, back then, I don't know if you consider them a Canadian group because they were so influenced by, you know, they lived in New York and stuff from what I know. And they later went on to work with, like, Nas, oh. and they worked also with Shaquille O'Neal. Large professor worked, you know, that, that's one of the best producers ever. He's worked with everybody. He did Nas's. Illmatic, which is to me one of the best albums of all time. He did, I think, three or four beats on that album. So Canadian. That's you know actually, but he's the New York. He's the guy from New York that did the the beats on that. But still Canadian. But Canadian loop, and we'll see like, what we can get. Yeah, so. and just like Scott Storch as well. We've got yeah, we've right. got it all completely yeah, cornered. Canadian actually, hip hop is happening, isn't it? It is completely. And also, have you ever heard of Michael Viner's incredible bongo band? Michael, how do I know that name? What is that? They had the song Apache, you know, everybody samples Apache. The drum, the drum break. Yeah, the yeah, drum, drum break. That was recorded in Vancouver. 
Really? Yes. And that is like the Bible. That's like the most used breakbeat probably in hip-hop. Recorded in Vancouver. Canadian hip-hop. Yes, it is there, and it continues on. Just for your information, this, from my research, is the first ever Canadian hip-hop crew to record, to my knowledge, the Get Loose crew from Scarborough. I Later, know. some of the guys went on to work with Maestro and stuff like that. Yeah, what The you... Get Loose crew, 87, the Get Loose crew. Is that what Classified would have looked like back then? That dude could be that guy. <laughs> I kind of looked like that guy in high school, honestly. I wasn't proud of it, but that looks more like my style right there. And right way behind that, we have another influential Canadian rapper, I'm which, I think, which I think you should tell us about. What can you tell us about this gentleman? Kish. Tell us. Kish. I robbed the world in 80 days. You know what I mean? I don't know what he does now. I haven't heard the guy in years, but... Growing up, that was that was the song in high school when I did the run. I was dancing to that song, so big up Kish. Just, Another classic hip-hop record. All done in Canada. Canadian, yeah, Canadian hip-hop record. Where's he at? You know these weird things. Where's he at? What's he do nowadays? I, I'm not sure. Yeah? <laughs> maybe, he'd like to, maybe he'd like to have him on your you next CD. Know, man, you never know. I respect the legends. I know what they've done, and I always like to go back with cats that I've been fans of. So. That'd be great. Like, you got Maestro on this one. Maybe you could get Main Source. Maybe you could get Scott Storch. Maybe you could get Organized Rhyme. All of them, all together on the next CD. Well, if you guys are watching this, if you're feeling it, email me, classifiedhiphop at gmail.com. Or if you want to buy an album, I answer the email. <laughs> Winding up your classified and Jordan, you're from Halifax. I've been talking a lot about Halifax. What about Prince Edward Island? Is there hip hop on Prince Edward Island? Definitely is. Definitely is. We've been over there a few times doing shows. I know a couple cats over there do beats and stuff. Navinsky, big up. Uh, but yeah, all over, I'd say all over Canada, every little town now has got someone rapping or playing with Fruity Loops making beats now. So it's it's it's, it's huge. Everyone does. It. What isn't hip hop? What isn't hip hop? What isn't hip hop? Fakeness. What is fakeness? Not being you. As cheesy as that sounds nowadays, I still like to stress it. It's like there's so many copycats and people just trying to copy someone else or be like someone else. When you're making this hip-hop music, from what I came up, you're supposed to be you, you're supposed to be original, and you're supposed to be doing something new and bringing something to the game. So that's my thing. Just be you and, and, and make some good music. Classified, what about touring and stuff? Have you seen any ink at all in mags like The Source? Have you done many gigs in the States? Has The Source paid any attention to Halifax hip-hop? Yes, they have, actually. Three years ago, they came down and did a whole thing on Halifax hip-hop. And uh, it was the Red Man issue about three, four years ago. I had a little thing in there. They mentioned us. And, uh, yeah, it was cool for them to come out and just check out Halifax and what was going on. Did they come a few years too late? A few years too late or a few years too early. It'd be nice right now, yeah. but, yeah, no, it's... At least they came, though. You know what I mean? Right now, like, The Source... I don't even know who reads The Source anymore. It's kind of went downhill from a couple years ago, but at that time, The Source was like the Bible of hip-hop, so that was great for it to come up to Halifax and just showcase the scene and, you know, let, let, let it be known what's happening. Classified, what about gigs in the United States of America? Have you played much in the United States of America? Have you just gone across the border and gone for it? We did a little bit. We've done South by Southwest the last two years, and actually, March, that just went by. We went down to uh, L.A., did a show there, Sacramento. We did about six, seven shows down there. And it was like basically Canada ten years ago. Like, it was us starting all over again. You know, no one knew who we were. Never knew the, no one knew the music. You know, 25, 35 people in the crowd. So it was a good eye-opener, and it keeps you, it keeps you level-headed. But at the same time, we're playing to a new audience and, and get new fans so it's good isn't it like a new audience every time you play every night on tour across canada too because people are just discovering you now they don't know a lot of the old stuff like how many albums uh, like, you don't even know all yeah many. i lose count man 11 but it's funny because i got a lot of cats who supported me and i think just 
I don't know if they just respected my music and what I do, but I have cats that come out that know my albums that came out in 99. Like, Ed shows yelling out, like, yo, do sound off. And this is songs that I don't even remember the lyrics for. So it's, those cats are still there showing the support, plus all the new cats who know the, the new stuff I've been doing. So it's great. It's, I still get that love from the old albums I did, and plus the new fans. And hopefully we'll just keep building like that. And in 50 years, I'll sell a bunch of records and be good. And you're sharing with Jordan. I'm trying to. Yes. What's it like looking at Classified on stage, Jordan? What's it like? He's usually on stage with me. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm like, like when you look over. Oh, it's, it's good. It's, a, it's fun. That's, it's that's fun. Our <laughs> shows are fun. We, we, we don't take our show serious. We go out there. We know what we're doing. We know how to keep it moving. We just like to have fun, keep the crowd involved, and just, you know, if we're having a good time on stage, hopefully they'll have a, a good time in the crowd. We vibe, we vibe off each other, too. So it's, you know, I'm the singer and he's the MC. Yeah, so it's... down the States when there was 15 people, it was kind of hard to rock the people. So we'd look at each other and just kind of vibe out, like, like on some hip-hop cypher stuff. You know or invite right? him on stage. He's on stage most of the time. Or invite the audience on stage. Oh, yeah, there was only 15 of them, so they could have came up. <laughs> What's the biggest crew you've seen on stage, just out of curiosity, oh. winding up here? The biggest crew, crew on, on Oh, as like a whole crew? Yeah, or just in general, the biggest group. Uh, well, the Wu-Tang. Like, I've seen some Wu-Tang shows where there's, like, 300 people on stage. It's, it, it, to me, it's too many people, but it's, you know what I mean? Sometimes in your hometown, like, even we played Halifax last Friday. The whole time, we had a planned out, like, okay, we only want two, three people on stage the whole set. You know, rotate. By the time the second, third song came on, the whole crew was on, everyone's boys were on. There was, like, 40, 50 people on stage the whole show, so... You know, when you're in the hometown, everyone wants to get that love, just get on stage and party with us and stuff, so it's good, but, you know, it has its place. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at All Classified? Just support Canadian hip-hop, because we need it. I keep saying it, but we need it. We don't have much of an industry here, so if you're feeling the music, if you're not feeling it, don't buy it, but if you're feeling it and liking it and respecting it, go out and pick it up and, so we can keep making it. And respect the roots, right, Jordan? Respect yeah. the roots of Canadian hip-hop. There it is, right? The roots of... Still doing it. Halifax! 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 Sir! Halifax hip-hop. <laughs> yes. Why should people care about Classified? Why should people care? They shouldn't, but if you like the music then hey, why not? You know what I mean? Everyone likes to hear a good song. At least I do anyway, but I'm just a regular dude. I'm not some special cat that's going to say, oh, I've done this or that, that. I'm a regular dude who makes music, likes making it, and I hope you can relate to what I'm doing or just feel what I'm trying to do. So. And Scott Storch, please call me. Scott Storch, what's up, man? <laughs> Halifax reppin'. Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Classified. Thanks so much, Jordan. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 Denfield. <laughs> Yo, man, I love your shit, man. Half-Life's a shit, bitch. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I'm a hip-hop star. Yeah. I stay on the grind. You think that I fail? Nah. I'm taking my time. I'm on your TV. Yeah. I'm on your radio. Yeah. On your caller station, kid. But got no commercial play, though. Uh -huh. 11 videos. Right. No high rotation. But see me all day on your much vibe station. Oh. I got young kids trying to get to know me. Signing all the grass while I'm out getting groceries. Regular cat. Mow my own lawn. Wife get excited with no bruh. On. I never had spinners, not your average thug cap, but got rusted hubcaps that match with my mud flaps. People laughing, expect something else, staring at me funny, like don't your album sell? Shit, I'm getting by, I'm doing something right. I love the life I lead, cause there ain't nothing like being a hip hop star. Hip hop star, yeah, hip hop star, yo, a hip hop star, Canadian hip hop star. It's real simple, make yourself a rhyme, a video, and it's demo, you're a hip hop star. Another hip hop star, it don't mean nothing. I'm putting in the work, trying to turn it 
Still, still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You heard Classified with Hip Hop Star. And before that, an interview with Classified. And before that, MCJ and Cool G from Halifax. On CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Coming up, an interview with Paul Wall from Houston, Texas. But before we get to Paul Wall, here are some selections or the most important selection from Michael Viner's incredible bongo band, Bongo Rock. The foundation of hip-hop that was recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at Can Bass Studios. The foundation of hip-hop was recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Apache, this is the foundation of hip-hop. Michael Viner's incredible bongo band, bongo rock, Apache, and then an interview with Paul Wall.
Who are you? Power Wild, baby. People's champ. Get money, stay true. New album in stores right now. Make sure you pick that up. Paul Wall, Chunk the Deuce. Yes, sir. Chunking up the Deuce. All through Canada. Thank y'all for tuning in. Get money, stay true. That's my album. It's in stores right now, baby. We chunking up the Deuce. Paul Wall, is it true that you're making grills for cars? We got them for cars. Zanetti.com. You know, we got our own rims line going down. Masquerade. We got the chrome rims with the uh, iced out faceplate. And we also got the front end grills, too. So it's all good. And, of course, we got the, the regular grills. You can log on to grillsbypaulwall.com. And we also started making uh, one-size-fits-all grills for kids. So we got the grills for kids going, too. Do you get a deal? Like, if you get one for the kids, for the teeth, and for the cars, or a deal? Yeah, we got those in the works, man. We're going to need to make that for the you know grown folks, for the kids, and for the cars, too. We're going to get that going. Paul Wall, you're a big fan of collectibles, aren't you? Hip-hop toys and stuff. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm always online trying to find them and, you know, find all the old-school toys and all the, you know, old ghetto blasters and just different, you know, just different figurines and, you know, different ghetto, yeah, hip-hop toys is all good. I have a little gift to give you right off the bat here, Paul Wall. Here are some wrap pack cards for you. I was wondering if you could open this up. This is from 1999. I don't know. If it's from Actually, 1991. If it's from 91, we need to keep this in the, in the, in the case. We might not need to open it up. This is money right here. This is, you sure you want me to open it up? That's a true collector, isn't it? You're afraid to open it. Uh, no, go ahead, open it. I was curious to know what you thought about the artist inside here. Okay, we're going to see what it do, man. See who we got up inside here. See what we got. This is Paul while opening some. We're going to show that to the camera there, if you could, Paul. Let's fly right there. What do we got there? The shame. A nice um, nice graffiti piece right there. Shame. Holding it down. Paul while examining some rap cards from 91. Yeah, baby. We got the Tommy Boy records. Holding it down right there. Yo, yo. What's up, yo, yo? This live right here. Some mix a lot. Okay. Man. Above the law. I used to always hear on the screw tapes above the law. DJ Screw used to always keep them going. JJ Fad. Yeah, JJ. A big influence on Fergie, the Duchess. <laughs> Salt and Pepper, UTFO. Hold up, UTFO. Yeah, Tub Rock. And the next school. Hold up. A gift for you from Beat Street Records in Vancouver, along with this poster here, too. Yeah, I'm loving the poster. We got the A-Ball MJG. We got the Ghetto Boys here, you know, holding it down, of course. You know, Suave House, Memphis, what it do. Houston, of course, holding it down. It's all good. Paul, I want to ask you about a certain toy here. You have the MC Search Clock, but have you seen the... Flavor Flav, I have, I've been looking for it, but this is, man, this is what I need right here, man. I got, the, I got the MC Search Clock already, but not the Flavor Flav. I'm not sure if I can part with this, actually, Paul Wall, but I wondered if you could tell the people about these type of clocks and stuff. There's a whole bunch, isn't there? Echo made them, they're limited edition, and they, uh, you know, they clocks, of course, this one, if you turn it on, see what it say when the uh, alarm go off. I think it's a bit complicated to try to figure it out. I think we need some new batteries. What does yours say? Uh, I don't know. The MC Search, I got it up in the case still. You know, we still fresh in the case. I ain't take it out of the case. You know, I'm collectible, baby. So we have the Flavor Flav clock that you're really excited about. You know, there's some other collectibles, too, I want to ask you about, Paul Wall, because you're, you know, totally into the collectible scene and stuff. What do you think about hip-hop comic books? Like, for instance, the Kid in Play comic book. And this is, okay, May 4th. What year is this? Does this have a year? 1992. This is all good right here. This is, man, 
I'm, do you have any hip-hop comic books? What's the history of hip-hop comic books? I do not know. I don't have any hip-hop comic books, man, but Kid and Play. Hold Are you up. down with Kid and Play? <laughs> yeah, House Party was, uh, yeah, House Party 1 and 2. I don't know about number 3, though, but 1 and 2 was off chain. Paul Wall, I've been calling you Paul Wall, haven't I? It's all good. That's my name. It's all good. Now, can I call you the Iceman? The Iceman, the people temp. You know, it's all good, man. Why are you the Iceman, Paul Wall? Of course, because you can log on to grillsbypaulwall.com and get you some ice. Go to TV Jewelry in Houston, Texas, get you, you know, nice Paul Wall, Johnny Dane custom watch. You can get you some nice ice ice rings. Or you can get you some nice bling in the mouth or some earrings or something. So it's all good. The Iceman cometh, baby. Now, speaking of the Iceman cometh, see, when I think of the Iceman, I think of the vanilla ice. Oh, man. Now, that's, hold up, man. This boy got the vanilla ice doll. That's funny, man. And there's a vanilla ice mic you can get, too. Wow. Now, have you been saving these, or you got these on eBay? These are all from Beat Street Records in Vancouver. Man, I need to go buy Beat Street. They got some good stuff, man. We need to go take a trip over there. What do you think about the Iceman, the Iceman cometh? He never gets his props, you know? He helped fund Death Row Records. <laughs> that's funny, man. He paid for all the stuff for Suge Knight. Yeah. That's, and that's what I was curious about there, Paul Wall. You were at the BET Awards, and I think Suge Knight was there. Yeah, I, I didn't go this year. I went last year, though. I didn't go this year, though. And what was Suge Knight like? Did you get the chance to meet Suge Knight at all? I met him once a long time ago, man. He was real cool. It was an honor to meet him because I was always a real big Death Row fan from, you know, of course, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, you know, it's on here. Somewhere, The Chronic right here. It's, it's classic, one of my favorite albums ever of all time. I've always been a big Snoop Dogg fan. You know, of course, Tupac and all the artists who was on Death Row. So meeting, when I met him, it was like, I think, 2000. It was right when he came out of jail. He did just came out of jail. I got a chance to meet Suge Knight, but I hadn't really seen him since then, though, so it was all good. I told him I need to make him an uh, a all-red ruby grill, so we'll see what it do. If you see Suge Knight walking around with a grill, then, you know, it came from the champ, baby. You years ago were involved in street promotions, weren't you there, Paul Wall? Yeah, definitely, man. I did street promotions for Def Jam, for No Limit. You know, that was my full-time job for a long time doing the street promotions. I still get down, you know, so, you know, I'll deface a little public property here and there and put up some, you know, famous stars and strap stickers or, you know, expensive taste stickers. So you see me running from the police because I put up some posters and stickers where they weren't supposed to be. Paul Wall, what do you think about this particular promotion item? This was used to promote MC Hammer's album, Too Legit. Wow. This is uh, MC Hammer tambourine handed out on the Arsenio Hall show. That's funny. I don't know why he'd need a tambourine, but um, I guess whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat to eat your zone, man. Me, my promo is mostly the grills. I promote a grill. I give you a grill or something. You know, I always, anytime I go on TV show, I always bring them a grill. So, you know, hey, here go a grill for you. Paul Wall, could you do a little freestyle for us, do you think, using the tambourine and saying Vancouver and me, Nardwar, the human serviette? Do you think you could do a little freestyle for us? I don't, I'm, not too, I'm not too rhythmic on the tambourine, man, but, you know, what you want me to say what? Uh, say Vancouver, B.C. and me, Nardwar. Something involving Nardwar, my name, and Vancouver, B.C. and Paul Wall and MC Hammer, if you can. With the tambourine, maybe? I know the tambourine, but Nardwar, what up, Vancouver, B.C. is Paul Wall, the champ, and I'm here. It's going down. I'm talking about Swisher House. Get money, stay true. Already expensive taste, baby. Paul Wall, when you do a rap, do you use a sidekick? I've seen you using a sidekick. Is it hard to rap from a sidekick? Oh, yeah, I'm fresh off the sidekick, baby. I keep the verses in there at all times, so I'm always getting my getting my right on. I'm on here writing different raps or whatever, just keeping it going. It ain't hard, you know, just like writing it on paper, but on here you can edit it a little easier, and it's a little quicker for me and easier to read. Since I got this horrible handwriting, it is much easier for me to read it off the sidekick. So. You did some promotion for No Limit Records back in the day? 
Oh yeah, full time, full blast, man. Just on on the promo mission with my boy Mean Green, my boy Five Four, my boy Ace. We were out there holding down for No Limit all over Houston, man. Did you ever see this? Did Master P ever give you one of these at all, Paul Wall? The Master P doll. Master P doll, man. This is the history right here, man. Make him say, uh. And it talks, too. So you do have the Master P doll? Oh, uh, but I, I, they were sold out every time I tried to go get them from the store. But Master P, man, you know, he sold over 75 million records. And he, you know, is more than a, a record executive, man. He got his own doll, man. So hold up. Did he give you anything for helping him out do the street promotions? Well, you know, because I got my good old paycheck. So, you know, the paycheck is all, you know, that's what I'm working for, man. And then at the same time, man, I was a part of the movement. And I'm happy to say that, man. It was a hell of a learning experience, man. It just helped, you know, plant the roots for me for where I am today. I know how important you know, promotion is and different marketing yourself, you know, in ways like this, coming out with your own dolls, like I got my own Paul Wall bobblehead, you can go and get it on uh, grillsbypaulwall.com, or you can check me out on the Honda Civic Tour, we're selling them here actually at the venues, we got our own Paul Wall bobblehead, it's funny, it's all, it looks just like me, I got the white cup with some scissor in it, I'm chunking up the deuce on it, and I, I'm even showing off my grill on the bobblehead, so... Paul, what do you think about this particular promo item? And I ask you about this one right here. This is the Eminem urinal mat. Wow, I'm holding it too. Hopefully it's not used. Hopefully this is new. Oh, it's brand new, unused. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, that's, a, that's a nice promo. That's a good idea because, you know, you go to the clubs and slip it in there and, man, you know, I doubt anyone's going to go in there and steal them. This, this is not going to be something somebody's going to steal. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Word up to Eminem for thinking of that. Good idea. Yeah, whoever came up with this, man, good idea for them. Paul Wall, this person right here is very important to the history of Paul Wall, isn't it? Right here. Who we got here? Shaq. Hold up, baby. Shaq Diesel. What's up? That's my boy, too. I made him a grill. Big shots out to Shaq. You know, he sent me some. I got, I got a good old big basketball sign, too, man. This boy Shaq. Man, Shaq, a lot of people don't know he went platinum, too, man. So congrats to Shaq. He not only got the, the uh, you know, movies he was in with the, uh, you know, of course, he got the, the rings on his finger, but he also got a platinum plaque on the wall, too. So big shots out to Shaq. And a Paul Wall grill. Yeah. He got a Paul Wall grill, too, so he's official. Are you working on a song with LeBron James, a basketball tune? Yeah, man, we did the theme song for LeBron James, me and Al Fats, and, uh, you know, it's off the chain, man. It's just, you know, just for, for the boy LeBron, just, you know, he's a phenom. He's up and coming. He's doing his thing, setting trends, and, you know, he's one of the, the premier players in the NBA, so it was a lot of fun, you know, doing a song for him. Do you think he can get him to rap at all, LeBron to rap? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he probably can. You know, he's a fool on the basketball court, so I'm pretty sure he probably could do something on the mic, you know. Paul Wall, I think you know where I'm heading with right here. Here we have another important person in the history of Paul Wall. Hulkster, what it do, man? Yeah, Hulk Hogan got a platinum record, too. A lot of people don't know that. Hulk Hogan went platinum. This boy went platinum. Shaq and Hulk. Yeah, he doesn't even know that, man. A lot of, a lot of athletes, of course, the Hulkster. This is classic right here, man. This is so this is funny. The Hulkster's platinum, though, man. A lot of people don't know that, man. The boy got a platinum plaque on the wall. And what I was curious about there, Paul Wall, I saw a photo of you and Brooke Hogan mm -hmm. yeah. together. And in that particular photo, Brooke Hogan looks to be sporting braces and grills. Yeah, baby. I, of course, yeah, I made the Hulkster some grills and Brooke Hogan. So you see the grills are for everybody. If, they, if you like them, then go on grillsbypaulwall.com and get you a set of grills. You know, we had a lot of fun doing the song together, me and Brooke Hogan. We did a whole promo tour with it too so that was a lot of fun and it was all good 
But what do you think about braces and grills together? How do they mix? You know what, man? I'm always working with the dentist, man. And, you know, shouts out to the FDA. Big shouts out to them. You know, we, we, we've always been working, in, you know, in conjunction, trying to come up with some different retainers with diamonds on them or something, you know, to make braces and retainers a little more fashionable and trendy for the kids. So we're trying to come up with some braces that are iced out. So if you see some braces iced out by the champ, then you know where they came from. Grills by PaulWall.com. You mentioned them earlier, but we can't finish this interview without giving more big ups to the... Ghetto boys, baby. Yeah, it's all good. Houston old school, the best. And I gotta ask you about a couple of these records here. Well, first off, right here, the Ghetto Boys, right here. Playing tricks on me. Big shouts out my boy Crazy C produced it, the first record he ever produced. Shouts out, yeah. Ghetto. But now, regarding the Ghetto Boys here, here we have Willie D. Willie D really is the genius of the Ghetto Boys, isn't he? Big shouts out Willie D. All of them. Bushwick, you know, and actually this shot, another one on the album cover when they're rushing to the hospital. That was actually a live shot. He got shot in the eye, and they were rushing him to the hospital, and they snuck a camera. In there and it was live, so it was you know they were true to what they did on this man. Now, Paul, well, I was wondering, Bushwick Bill, have you had any run-ins with Bushwick Bill? I know he likes to jump up on stage. Have you been on stage with Bushwick Bill? Yeah, I'm down in Miami. I saw him in Miami not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Big shots out to Bushwick. What it do? Scarface, Cross, uh, Ghetto Boys. You know they they some real life trendsetters for Houston, Texas, man. And right under that, we have another important record in the history of Paul Wall, don't we? March 8th, 1998. What does that mean? Yeah, that's the day, you know, I went to the good old concert, you know, down in uh, the Summit in Houston, Texas, the best concert I ever went to, the No Limit. They sold out the Summit where the Rockets played. You know, it was a phenomenal concert, best concert, changed my life, definitely, man. Of course, I was doing street promotions for them at the time, but it just, you know, it just made me feel like this is what I need to do, man, so yeah. Mystical. Mystical, Mystical was there doing his thing. I was, A-Ball MJG was on the stage, too, but it was all no Limit, so all the No Limit artists came out and did that. March 8th, 1998. Yes, sir. The year for Paul. That's it, Paul Wall. Baby. For Paul Wall. And underneath here, winding up here, Paul Wall, we have a Master P. Man, the Ice Cream Man. Now, I want to ask about this. Master P, the Ice Cream Man. What is the Ice Cream Man? What does that mean? Well, you got to ask him about that. He got him a nice Dairy Queen Blizzard right there, so I don't know. You're going to have to ask him, though, but man, you know, Master P sold a lot of records, 75 million records under his belt, man. Shouts out to him. He got a show on Nickelodeon. He got movies. So, man, he's definitely a trendsetter in being an entrepreneur and making money, you know. Also, he went to the University of Houston just like me. So big shouts out to Master P, baby. Because Willie D had a song called Fuck Rodney King. Oh, man. He was quite brave, wasn't he, to do that? Yeah, man. And also, Master P doing Ice Cream Man, they're not afraid to talk about the stuff Southern artists, are they? What about this one right here? That's a necro. Are you a big fan of necro? Never heard of necro. Porno rapper necro. Wow, okay. He was just somebody I thought you should check out there. Are you into the porno rap there, Paul Wall? Uh, I've never heard any porno rappers. This will be my first one, 2003. And lastly here, Paul Wall, who is Big Pokey, speaking of porno rap? Big shots out Big Pokey, big shots out Lil Kiki, the screwed up click. You know, they've been doing their thing for a long time. They really inspired me to want to do my thing when I was coming up in Houston on the rap scene, you know, doing the mixtapes. Anybody that came up over there, of course, you know, Lil Kiki, my favorite, Big Pokey, ESG, shots out to all of them. Big Pokey, how did he get the name Big Pokey? You got to ask him. I don't even know. Yeah. So there's a lot of people I got to ask stuff about. Can you set me up with interviews with Big Pokey and Master P there, Paul Wall? I know, a whole bunch of interviews. Come on down to Houston, Texas. We'll take you around the town, pull you up a good old glass of scissor, you know, put you in the Cadillac, and we'll have some fun, man. Oh, thank you, Paul Wall. I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And we'll give you this poster as payback. It's all good. It's all good, man. I'm going to hang this on the wall. I'm going to get a frame, man, hanging on the wall, baby. Well, thanks so much, Paul Wall. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Get Money, Stay True. My album is in stores right now. Expensive Taste Merch.com. Check out the MySpace, myspace.com slash expensive taste. Switch the house, baby. It's going down. Paul 
Wall? Why should people care about Paul Wall? Why should people care? Because they watching this on TV, and yeah, because we telling you to, because it's all good. That's why. If you want to find out more information, go to myspace.com slash Wall. Go to grillsbypaulwall.com, and it's all good. Well, thanks much, Paul Wall. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 What it do? Uh, almost. do 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 What it do? Actually, that does work. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah, sound dope. You want to fight? Come fight me. I hit you with the wow. See, see, I get dirty at the dog. I treat you like Spielberg. You get your ass kicked in the park. You don't believe me. In the prison, been a boy in the hood way before Cuba Gooden. I flip strip with the mad Paul Scott Freeze. Music, please. I dribble around like basketball. Em's. People call me 18. What's that tech, man? Extra tall. Em's. You're better than Shaq Tech. Fool, shut up, liar. I lean on a statue of liberty when I get tired. Then I punch her in the stomach. I don't give a heck. Hey, yo, why you pull the hooker like that? Joe should be on my neck. People walk around like yo, they get charged. But I'm big like a gorilla. Six, seven, eight. Rhymes like moved up Kwong do. I smoke, smoke the mic, mic like Cheech and Chong do. You don't like Shaq, frankly, I don't give a damn. I know I got skills, man. I know I got skills, man. Surprise, look who's back. Now the prize from a cracker jack. Look at that. It's that Jeff with the shock attack. Texting, I'll be cracking your back with the boom, boom. Jealous punks can't stop my dunks. The brand new like heavy, built like Chevy. And Paula, yo, Shaq a smooth baller. Yeah, but what about rhyme? I could hold my own. Knick knack, Shaq attack, give a dog a bone. Rhyming is like hooping, I'm already a legend. Back in the days in the food step section. Used to kick rhymes like baby, baby, baby. Every once, every twice, three times a lady. Is what I listen to, riding with my moms. How you like me now? I drop bombs when you see me. 
it at my hands. I know I got skills, man. I know I got skills, man. I'd like to give a shout out to my boy Uzi, Dev Jeff, Little Swanee, Meech, Ron Mack, my other cousin Ron. This is another one shot from the awesome. And you know what? Booty rappers, stay booty. <laughs> And we out. And before that, an interview with Paul Wall. And now, some more from Michael Viner's incredible bongo band, recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at Can Bass Studios. Michael Viner's incredible bongo band. Wrong one. Sorry about that. You just can't get rid of Shaquille O'Neal when you want to. Sorry about that. Yes, actually, it's funny. I say Michael Viner's Incredible Bongo Band, and then Shaquille O'Neal comes on, but that makes total sense because Michael Viner's Incredible Bongo Band is a foundation for hip-hop. Many, many hip-hop albums have been sampled from Incredible Bongo Band, Bongo Rock. So if it wasn't for Michael Viner's Incredible Bongo Band, Bongo Rock album recorded at Canby Studio, we wouldn't have just heard that little Shaquille O'Neal kind of mistake that I played right there. So thank you. That was actually an apt intro. There would be no Shaquille O'Neal if there wasn't Michael Viner's Incredible Bongo Band, Bongo Rock, recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at Canby Studio. I did it again! I guess that's... I guess, I guess that's just to show the importance of Michael Viner's incredible bongo band. I'm kind of joking about this, but I'm not. It really is important. I did it again because just to drill it home again. It is really the foundation for all hip-hop. Many, many hip-hop artists have sampled at Africa Bombada, etc. He denies that it's recorded at Canbase Studios in Vancouver, Canada, because he thinks I just like wrote that on on the record when I actually showed it to him. But no, it really was recorded in Vancouver. It really is important. Many hip-hop artists have sampled from it, and it was recorded here. So Vancouver is ground zero for hip-hop. Here we go. Michael Viner's incredible bongo band, Bongo Rock! Uh,
The following is a live presentation of CITR News.